That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. That's how you know Kanye's really a McDonald's fan because he knows which McDonald's ice cream machines actually work. What's up? What's going on? Welcome back to another episode of DX Daily, the podcast where we keep you up to date on everything that goes down in hip-hop music culture. This podcast is brought to you by Hip Hop DX, and I am one of your lovely hosts, Asia Sky. And I'm your other host, A-Dub. It's Tuesday, and we got to talk about Kanye West. He is redesigning the packaging for McDonald's food. Speaking of rock familia, Jay-Z has told the story of the first time he heard Who Shot Ya by Biggie. We also got to talk about Rick Ross. He just left Epic Records and is now a free agent. And Drake has denied getting Pusha T banned from Canada. So we got a couple things to get to. But first, you know the drill. Please follow the podcast. Please subscribe to us on all platforms. Thank you for your support. We truly, 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 truly appreciate it. Now let's jump in. All right, let's get started with Kanye. He's always the creative, always jumping into a new venture. And this time around, he's venturing into the fast food space. I thought he was like currently designing some stuff with Balenciaga and Adidas. I also thought he was doing the Yeezy Gap thing right now. But no, main focus, redesigning the McDonald's packaging. What what are you going to unwrap your Big Mac with? That is what Kanye is concerned right now. Right. So um, I guess this is his return to social media, too, because, um, you know, he kind of cleared his Instagram page. There's nothing on there but this picture. But um, I first saw it when it was just the Instagram story. And it was like this, you know, you could tell it's a McDonald's box because of the golden arches. Um, it's resembling a cheeseburger. And he had posted um, next week is the fries was like the only hint that was available at the time. And then you go to the Instagram page. And that's where it says that um, he is working with Muji industrial designer Naoto Fukazawa. If I said any of that right, Naoto um, Fukasawa. Naoto yep. <laughs> Fukas Fukasawa. Yep. Naoto Fukasawa. Yeah, yep. say it with the with the accent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, so they're teaming up to yeah, basically reimagine McDonald's packaging. So, what a good look. And this is not a new thing for Kanye West. Like, he is a notorious lover of McDonald's over the years. I remember a couple of years ago when that photo came out, that paparazzi photo of him driving the Lambo or the Ferrari through a McDonald's drive-thru. That photo of him eating the ice cream, I believe, is a McDonald's Mm -hmm. ice cream that he's eating where he's just looking very happy to be eating the ice cream cone. That's how you know Kanye is really a McDonald's fan because he knows which McDonald's ice cream machines actually work. Like he knows the right McDonald's to go to to get the ice cream. So that's how you know he's a diehard McDonald's head. Um, He also penned a poem about McDonald's back in 2016, and it ended up inside Frank Ocean's Boys Don't Cry magazine. So clearly this is spot on, uh, perfect brand alignment for Kanye West. And, you know, he's got kids, too, so he could probably get them involved in somehow, get them a check, have them uh, rep McDonald's, too. Uh, this is a good this is a good partnership or this seems like it will be a good partnership, if you ask me. Yeah, same here. And like all these celebrities are getting like, you know, McDonald's meals and packaged meals. Kanye is over here redesigning uh, innovation for McDonald's. So we love to see it. 
Yeah. And I think Travis might have low-key paved the way for this somehow. Somehow I think that. Like, just with all of these different rappers getting deals, like you said, but the Travis Scott one was different. Like, yeah, Saweetie got one after Travis Scott. That one had hype as well. A um, couple other people had, had different deals and what all and whatnot. But I think that the Travis Scott thing really showed McDonald's, like, okay, getting rappers involved, not just on the, the jingle side, not just on the, ooh, let's make a song for the commercial side, but really on the promotion side, like, hey, if we get their brand involved with our brand, it's going to go crazy. So I think Travis Scott really showed them that. And now they're like, oh, Kanye wants to design the package? Sure, why not? Let him let him do it. He wants to redesign the interior of the store? Sure, let him do it. Like, I think they'll let Kanye do whatever he wants just so they can have the name Kanye West associated with McDonald's. And it's pretty, pretty smart on their behalf. They already know. They already know what's going to happen. Right, exactly. All right, speaking of people from uh, Rock La Familia, even though, you know, I don't even know if they're really that close friends anymore, um, Kanye and Jay-Z. But speaking of Jay-Z, he told the story of the first time he heard Biggie's Who Shot Ya. You know, this past weekend, all of the 50th birthday celebrations were going on for Biggie. And after all of the actual festivities went down in New York, they had a Twitter Spaces online, and it was hosted by Elliot Wilson. And Jay-Z was in there, and he was speaking on the first time he heard the song and what it actually made him go do after he heard it. Higgs gave me the Who Shot Your CD. He called me like it was like we had some kind of beef or something. He's like, yo, meet me on 125th right now. <laughs> oh, Kareem, Biggs Bird. I jumped in my car. Yeah, yeah, Biggs Bird, yeah. I jump in my car, you know, I'm heavy. Like, what's going on? Like, with Biggs, I, I mean, I fly up there. He, you know, I get out my car, get in his car. He plays the song. Be like, yeah, here, you keep the um, the uh, it was a cassette tape actually. He was like, yeah, you keep that. <laughs> wow, crazy. I wrote like four songs that night. None of them was good as who shot you, but like I wrote like four songs. <laughs> but it was just again, it was that you know, this friendly competition, like just trying to push each other to be the best. This is why Jay-Z is who he is. The pure love for the craft, the pure fire that has to be in you to hear Biggie spit who shot you and be like, yo, I got to go write four new songs after this. Like, I got to go write something. This this just inspired me that much. That just speaks to Jay-Z's love of the craft and just how lyrical and how nice Biggie was with it. Like, that that was such a great story. And I'm so glad when we get to hear stories like that. Shout out to Elliot Wilson for actually having that relationship and getting Jay-Z to talk to us because... That's a few and far between. Yeah, we hardly get to hear anything from Jay-Z. Like when he pops up on Instagram, everybody goes crazy and then he deletes it. So or gets on Twitter and goes crazy and then something happens. But um, I am glad that we get to hear these stories now. And it's just so I think it's so cool to be like, you know, the notorious B.I.G. Let Jay-Z hear who shot you such a big uh, quote unquote diss record at the time or was about to be. And that's just that's hip hop right there. Yeah. Biggs, and that that's the funny story, too. Like, Biggs from Rockefeller called him with such urgency, like, that he thought it was beef or he thought there was a real situation going on, like some sort of drama, some sort of problem, and he was just that excited about the record. That mm -hmm. That is, like you said, that's hip-hop right there. So love to hear those type of stories. I wish there was some sort of regular basis on which we could hear these type of stories. I know... Angie Martinez had like the untold hip hop story show, but 
we need something on a more regular scale. Like, I don't know if it has to be on YouTube, had to be on streaming, Netflix or something. But where's the, the show to get these stories? Like, we get them on Drink Champs in an interview format. But, like, I don't know. I feel like something more something more structured, like where just every week people come through and, and tell these stories. Like if Angie wants to, to bring it back and do it more on a more regular basis, like that would be fire. I just feel like we need more of this. Yeah, I agree because I do like the interviews. Like you said, Drink Champs, like, yeah, that's cool. It gets people talking. But I don't know, the kind of sit down Twitter space or even like an NPR type of thing, they do that type of thing. It's just, I feel like this is better storytelling in that compared to just an interview like I want to hear the actual story you know so hopefully mm. somebody listening Andy Martinez <laughs> whoever hip-hop dx right got some hosts ready to do it yeah yeah uh, all right let's talk about Rick Ross now so he has left Epic Records and now he is officially a free agent you know Rick Ross has five number one albums to his name and he has been a staple in this industry for over a decade now probably going on like 15 years maybe approaching 20 soon and Ross has just enjoyed such a lengthy just illustrious career and now uh, his contract with Epic Records has come to an end so he's enjoying this bidding war that's going on right now. Well, he says there's a bidding war going on right now. And he's um, just scoping out the scene as far as which labels to sign with. Yeah, in the interview, he was saying that he's received a bunch of huge offers from different record companies and things like that. And um, he is considering some of them, but also just enjoying being a free agent. There may be even a Def Jam reunion that has been an offer on the table. And then he also says um, that he there's really no rush to picking a new record label to be a part of. So he's just really just enjoying being a free agent, which I don't blame him. Yeah, there shouldn't be a rush. I mean, with as financially stable as Rick Ross seems to be, mm-hmm. that kind of takes the weight off of having to hurry up and choose like, oh, let me let me hurry up and decide which deal I want to do or let me just take a deal because they're giving it and they're giving a huge bag on the front end. Like all of that is eliminated because Rick Ross is richer than he's ever been, according to him. So <laughs> that that kind of initial thing that these artists are, are doing, that initial hunger and just thirst for an opportunity that's not there. Rick Ross can create opportunities for himself. Rick Ross can really be independent and put his music out of himself if he wants to. So some of that pressure is taken off. A lot of that pressure is taken off. And now he can really have the time to sit and go through each deal and make sure it's exactly what he wants, wants it to be because he has the luxury of doing that, which is so great. And it's something that a lot of artists don't have when they're coming in the game. They don't have that much. They usually don't have that much money. They're usually just like, yo, any opportunity I can grab, I'm jumping on it. I don't care what that contract looks like. And we we've seen it go wrong so many times. So I'm glad Rick Ross is taking his time and really uh, searching for that right deal or waiting for that right deal to come along, because there's no other reason to, to get inside of a deal that's not exactly what he wants it to be. Right, exactly. And like, and if he needs money, you know, he can just rent out the mansion. He can open up another wing stop. Like, Rick Ross is good. So I am curious to see what label he does decide to go with. And if there's maybe a Def Jam reunion, that could be dope too, so. Mm. Yeah, I, I definitely doubt he's hurting for the money. You just, did you see the, uh, the footage of the videos from that car show uh, this past weekend? Oh, yeah, yeah I see man. that. <laughs> Rick, Rick Ross is having, like, like you can tell. You can tell who having and who look like they're having. Rick Ross is having. I'm convinced. Mm-hmm. 
But nonetheless, uh, if this Def Jam reunion comes to fruition, I will be very interested in that because I know they have Benny the Butcher now, but like, what is De- what? Who does Def Jam really have now? Oh, they have O Seventy Shake. They have Two Chains. They have Big Sean. Yeah, they got a, they got a few people. This is from sources across the web. This is just a quick search, <laughs> but yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. We'll see. We'll see. What depending on what that deal looked like. Whoever Rick Ross goes with, we know the bag was right. We know the deal was right. I'll say that. Exactly. All right. Lastly, let's talk about Pusha T and Drake. Speaking of uh, Def Jam, Pusha T. So in the recent interview on Drink Champs where Pusha T was discussing him being banned from Canada, Nori kind of insinuated that he went too hard on the diss record at Drake, and that's low-key probably why he got banned. And then when Nori said, okay, is it because you went too far? And then Pusha T was like, well, when it comes to me, there is no too far. That's why you leave me alone so I don't have to go too far because there's no too far for me. And, you know, I, I kind of agree with that level of thinking. Like, just don't start anything, and then we won't have to worry about it going too far because if we remember... Uh, when Pusha T started talking about Drake's son and uh, 40s illness that he had, before any of that happened, Drake mentioned Pusha T's wife. He said, I'm going to let it ring on you like Virginia Williams. And then that's when the gloves came off and Pusha T started unveiling, baby, unveiling babies that we didn't know about and uh, speaking on people's health issues. Like, it just got so out of hand. So I feel like the moral of that story is, if you don't want that type of smoke, like, don't mention people's wives. And, you know, I love Drake, so I'm not, you know, against Drake in the situation. But I'm just saying, like, once you offend somebody or you come at somebody or you try to get personal with somebody, don't be surprised if they do it twice as bad to you. So I agree with Pusha T on that level of thinking. But anyway, when it comes to being banned from Canada, Pusha T seems to kind of like agree that that might have been uh, that Drake might have been the reason why he's banned from Canada. And recently, Drake's right hand man, Chubbs, hopped on Instagram and did a bit of a response to Pusha T and Nori speaking on this in the interview. Right. So on Sunday, Chubbs took to the Instagram and he shared like a, um, some black and white photos of the crew and uh, several menacing security details on Instagram. And then he issued like a brief message where he was basically saying, we don't ban dudes in Canada. We welcome them with open arms. And then he had posted it with uh, a purple demon and mob tides finger crossed emoji. So Chubbs was saying that. And then Drake hopped in the comments section of that post and he even wrote come on over with a laughing face emoji so there it is since when is the finger cross emoji the stand for mob ties yeah <laughs> that's what i want to know <laughs> but i thought this uh this response was it's what a friend is supposed to do but your friend can also get you caught back up mm-hmm. like i chubbs is just defending drake he's doing what he's supposed to do like he's standing up for his friend he just, you know, taking a little jab, be, talking slick or whatever in response to the discussion about it. But it's a slippery slope because like Pusha said, leave him alone. <laughs> if you don't leave him alone, you see what happens. So why not just let it rest? Because it's not like Pusha T is itching to talk about this or he's going around bringing this up in interviews. People are asking him about Drake. And quite honestly, from what I've seen in the different interviews, he's been very, I won't say respectful, but just not trying to uh, stoke the fire, not trying to pour gas on it. Like he could 
say way more slick stuff in interviews when they ask him about it, but he really doesn't. He really seems impartial. He really seems in the place of, all right, I'm not really trying to beef anymore. I'm kind of off that. Like, I can be back on it, but I really kind of off that right now. Um, even when they asked him about certain bars that Drake said in Churchill Downs with Jack Harlow, he he tried to give Drake the benefit of the doubt. He was like, oh, I thought that was like an older verse. Like, it doesn't even sound like that current or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could take that as Pusha T trying to slight or throw shade. But I really took it as like he was saying like, oh, dang, I thought that was from back then when we were beefing. Like, I don't know. I didn't think that was from now. So I feel like Pusha T is really trying to just let sleeping dogs lie. And I feel like Drake and them should probably do the same unless we want another situation like it was before. Yeah, I agree with that, too. But it's kind of tricky because, you know, people love to get, you know, sound bites and clickbaits. And we all know Pusha T and Drake, those do really well in headlines. Even we sometimes make sure we post their names first in the titles of our episodes and stuff like that. But um, and if they were to get a question about, you know, Drake or Pusha T, for them to say no comment or they don't want to talk about it, that's going to spark even more. So I think until it really just dies down or whatever, it's going to be Drake Pusha T for a little while longer. But it is what it is. And let me tell you one surefire way to get it to not die down. Posting pictures with the caption, we don't ban dudes, we invite them with open arms and Drake saying, come on over. Like now you're taunting and now, okay. (laughs) He told you, that's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Pusha told you to leave him alone. Now, let's see what happens. I think that's right. a good a good cliffhanger to end it on today. That is going to conclude today's episode of DX Daily. As always, subscribe to this podcast on all platforms and subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. And that's Hip Hop DX. And be sure to follow us on all of our socials, like our Instagram, our Twitter, and our TikTok, which is all Hip Hop DX. Yep, you can follow us too. I am at Asia Sky on all platforms. A-S-H-I-A is how you spell Asia, and S-K-Y-E is how you spell Sky. And I'm at A-Dub on everything. That's A-Y-E-E-E-D-U-B-B. All right, we'll see you tomorrow with more daily news. See ya.